So this morning I would like to share about the hope of resurrection. The hope of resurrection. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is the hope of Christianity today. If Jesus Christ had been risen from the dead, there is no meaning in what we do today in this place. If Jesus had been risen from the dead, we would have continued to live in our sins. We would never, we would have come out of our sinful lives. If Jesus had been risen, we will have no hope of eternity. Today we know that once we leave this earth, we have a life eternal. That hope comes from the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If Jesus had been risen, the disciples would have gone to their own professions and probably a surprise all four gospels and the epistles would not have been written. If Jesus had been risen, Saul would not have met the Lord on his way to Damascus and all the epistles of Paul probably would not have been written. If Jesus had been risen, John would not have been even exiled to the Isle of Patmos and probably the book of Revelation would not have been written. In effect, there will be no New Testament in the Bible if Jesus would not have risen from the dead. The resurrection of our Savior is the foundation of Christianity today. You know, Christianity is standing on the foundation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I would say resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event. Considering all the other events, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event and significant event in Christianity. I thank God because Jesus rose from the dead. He is not a dead God today. Even death couldn't hold him. We see the empty tomb. We see the empty grave today. Thank God that Jesus rose from the dead. So this morning I want to talk to you about two major facts concerning the resurrection of our Lord. Jesus' resurrection is irrefutable or undisputable or unquestionable the resurrection of the resurrection of our lord jesus christ is irrefutable or undisputable or unquestionable you know the most significant even in the history of christianity as i said is the resurrection of our lord jesus christ you know over the period of time in the history Many attempts were made to disprove the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we must be knowing, you know, many of the history, many of the, uh, you know, in the past, people tried their best to disprove that Jesus is not risen. You know, theories to disprove the resurrections, you know, some of them include, involve, you know, they say that probably the woman who went to see Jesus Christ, Probably she would have, you know, went to somebody else's tomb and found that that is open and she said, Jesus is no more in the tomb, he is risen. That's one of the theory people say. You know, maybe those who claim 
to have seen Jesus Christ they are kind of confused and they came out and said that Jesus is risen you know there may be many other theories they say that Jesus would have probably fainted you know because of the exhaustion and you know he lost all the fluid from his body and little later he got strength he gained courage and strength and then he pushed the you know the stone in the tomb and then he came out he escaped the gods you know some of other theories they say maybe Jesus body would have been stolen by the disciples you know there are so many theories were put forth but you know all these theories were so weak they were not strong they couldn't sustain they couldn't continue because of this you know evidence of the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now, nobody could hide the evidence that's you know, the truth of the resurrection because the strength of those evidences were very very high they were very very strong that nobody could deny you know several historians they have performed exhaustive detailed study on the resurrection and the facts are surrounding the resurrection of Jesus Christ and they all concluded that resurrection of Jesus Christ is the fact that is the most supported historical evidence ever seen in the history so the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is historically and theologically it is a proven fact that Jesus is not a dead God he is risen you know even in our own life even in my own life you know some point of time you know there is a question in the deepest part of my heart is Jesus really risen is he alive today we believe that he was died he, he, he did he was dead and now we are not sure whether he is really risen from the dead you know that question comes in our mind and as a flash you know just it just comes and goes in our mind but you know it is very very important that we need to have a strong foundation hold on the fact that Jesus Christ is risen so on the resurrection day I pray that let Lord Jesus Christ help us to know that he is risen he is not a dead God the strength of the evidences of the resurrection proves that Jesus Christ is not dead he is risen some of the evidences as we know the large stone was moved in spite of the Roman gods and the seal which was kept nobody could ever done that because the stone was moved it is not natural it must be supernatural the tomb was empty it cannot be natural it must be supernatural Jesus burial wrappings and the cloth and the handkerchief everything was seen in the place where they buried Jesus Christ there were many witnesses that says that Jesus appeared to them even more than 500 people Jesus was seen were seen by seen Jesus Christ Jesus was seen by many more people during the 40 days after his resurrection so it is a it is a fact which we cannot deny which no one can deny even the followers of Christ were persecuted and they were killed proclaiming the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the 1700s there were two young intellectual men by name Lord Littleton and Gilbert West they started their uh, research on the resurrection of Jesus Christ 
Both of them were lawyers and then both they rejected the fact that Jesus Christ is risen. One day in a conversation they concluded that Christianity is standing based on two facts. One, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Second, the, uh, the vision, the encounter Paul had on his way. So today the Christianity is standing on these two facts and they both decided that we will do more research and we will disprove that Paul was converted by hearing some other strange voice from heaven, not by seeing the risen Lord. And they also said we will continue our research and we will disprove the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. But a little later they got together to review their progress, how they are progressing in their research. And they say that they found more evidences that prove the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ is real. And the conversion of Paul and his encounter with our Lord and, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is so real. So as they were trying to disprove those two facts, they collected more evidences which prove that they are so real. You know at the end of their research, Lord Littleton, he, gave a, he wrote a book on the conversion of St. Paul. And Gilbert West, he wrote a book on the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in that book, they are arguing that the resurrection is the fact of the history. So nobody can deny the fact that Jesus is risen from the dead. If anyone is challenging you today, can you prove that resurrection is real? You know, the Bible is the evidence. It has all the evidences that Jesus is risen today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ indicates that Jesus' identity of God. Not that gospel doesn't say that Jesus is God. If Jesus is risen, Bible talks about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Bible says that Jesus is risen Savior. They prove the identity of Jesus Christ. The resurrection declares that Jesus is Messiah. Now, even though the Jewish people, they couldn't believe that he is the Messiah. But then when he rose again from the dead, that was a great void in their mind. There was a great question in their mind. Probably Jesus must be the Messiah. The resurrection declares that Christ's sacrifice was accepted. Whatever Jesus did on the cross is accepted by the Father. The proof is the empty tomb that Jesus is risen. The resurrection proved Christ's power to forgive sins. Today, if Jesus is not risen, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, we will continue to live in our sins. The forgiveness of our sins, it's not only by the work on the cross. The forgiveness of our sins is attained, is attained today by the resurrection, also by the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The resurrection defeated God's enemy. The resurrection defeated God's enemy, the Satan. The resurrection makes our own resurrection possible. It gives a hope that one day what happened to Jesus Christ, the same thing is going to happen each and every one of us. So in effect, resurrection of the Lord is the foundational fact of Christianity today. The resurrection of our Lord 
is foundational because it was predicted long time before even it occurred you know thousand years before the event took place David predicted the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ let's go back to Psalm 16 Psalm 16 verse 10 Psalm 16 verse 10 says for you will not leave my soul in Sheol nor will you allow your holy one to see corruption that means you will not leave your body to get decayed to get corrupted but instead the body of Jesus will rise from the dead the corruptible body will become incorruptible it was foretold by David even thousand years back even before the resurrection was predicted even by our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 16 21 Bible says if you can read that Bible says from that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Jesus started telling about his death and resurrection even during his ministry. You know that is the reason if you can read in John chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 when they asked the Jewish questioned Jesus Christ what sign can you show since you say all these things you do all these things that you are the real Messiah you know what Jesus answered in John 2 19 Jesus answered and said to them destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up destroy this temple you kill me I will rise from the dead in three days you know Jesus Christ he spoke about his resurrection and he also said that that is the true evidence that he is the Messiah you know all the other world religions have erected probably a monument or a tombstone for their spiritual leaders but Christianity points to an empty tomb today Christ is no more dead he is risen I thank God that our God and Savior is a risen God he is no more dead he is alive today you know today the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is so important so significant for Christianity let's go back to uh, let's go to 1st Corinthians chapter 15 1st Corinthians chapter 15 it's an amazing chapter that talks so much about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read a few verses here. Let's, let's read from verse 12 to 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to 19. Just please follow me carefully. Now if Christ is preached that he has been risen from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Verse 15, 1 Corinthians 15. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise for if the dead do not rise then Christ is not, not risen 
verse 17 and if Christ is not risen your faith is futile you are still in your sins then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished if in this life only we have hope in Christ we are of all men the most pitiable I will just go through this verse one by one little bit Paul says some of the key verses here Paul says in 15:14, and if Christ is not risen our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty you know today we believe Lord in Lord Jesus Christ we have never seen him we don't have any identity or we don't have anything which is in front of us that we believe and we look at and we pray we don't have such things in with us in front of us but we all believe and that faith on Lord Jesus Christ comes from the fact that he is risen as Paul says if Jesus is not risen if Jesus is not risen he is still dead our faith is empty our faith is empty you know some people from other religion they look at us and they say that what do you really believe you know we have something which we see and believe but you are saying that you have God we have not seen them we have not smelled them we have not touched them we have not felt him felt them but how do we believe that you say Jesus Christ is alive today it is by faith it is all by faith everything happens by faith in our life the, the you know the way we get saved we believe that Jesus Christ is, is his blood is cleansing all our sins it is by faith the way we receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit the way we speak in tongues it's by faith nothing else the moment you get into a baptism we believe that our sins are forgiven our old man is buried and the new man is risen it's all by faith every day in our life we walk by faith how do we hope for things to happen in our life how do we hope for things to materialize in our life it is by faith nothing else it is by faith why do you stand for Christianity why do you stand for Christian faith and from the fundamental beliefs why do we raise up our children in that fashion saying that this is what we need to do. this is what I believe this is what my parents believe this is what you need to believe and this is what you are going to teach to your children on what basis it is by faith it is by faith that Jesus Christ is risen so Paul says and if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty if Christ is not risen we are found as false witnesses if Christ is not risen and if you and I keep telling that Jesus is risen we are found as false witnesses but thank God we are not false witnesses we are witnessing what we believe what we not that what we have seen but we believe we witness what we believe and in what we trust let's go back to verse 17 and if Christ is not risen your faith is futile you are still in your sins if Christ is not risen our preaching is empty our faith doesn't have any meaning and in verse 17 if Christ is not risen our faith is futile all that you go and tell about your Jesus Christ all that you go and brag about your Jesus Christ it's all empty it's all waste that's what people can say but now today you and I are not the false witnesses we are the true witnesses for the faith we have in Jesus Christ so that you know nobody our faith is not in futile it is a gain for us it is a strength for us 
If Christ is not risen, we will still be living in our sins. If Christ is not risen, then there is no hope for eternity. 15, 19 can be read. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. You know what the word of God says here? If you think that all the resurrection, what you talk about, your faith in the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you think that it is only for your living on this earth, you are the most pitiable man or woman. That's what the word of God says. It means, if you think that Jesus Christ is risen, so today I am healed, I am blessed, my sins are forgiven. If you just stop there, Bible says, you are the most pitiable man. What does it mean? If you live for the materialism, material blessings on this earth, if you follow Jesus Christ, it means that you are the most pitiable person on this world. But instead it says, there is the faith you have on the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ, it's not only for this world, it is for eternity. Your eternal blessing comes or your eternal living with the Lord Jesus Christ is so assured and it is true it's because of the, the your faith in the resurrection of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we should not limit the faith we have in Jesus Christ for the material blessings on this world. It is much more beyond what we can imagine and what we can think. That is the one which will take us to eternity to live with the Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. The resurrection gives us the hope towards the eternity. You know, the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ made significant changes in the lives of the disciples. You know, those who shut themselves inside the room as they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, after seeing the risen Savior in the closed room, they went out and then they started preaching. The Jesus whom you crucified, God raised him up from the dead and we are the witnesses for his resurrection. Now the boldness came because of the fact that the Jesus is risen. The moment Jesus died on the cross, they all, Bible says, they all took their boat and you know all their fishing net and they went to their own profession. And when they met the risen Savior, that gave them the boldness to live for Jesus till the end of their life. And almost all of the disciples, they gave up their life for the sake of Christ. Why? Because they were sure they have seen the risen Lord in their lives. Bible says in Acts 2.37, As he was preaching the word, Peter was preaching the word, now when they heard this, they were cut, sorry, they were cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do now? Paul was preaching. He continued his preaching after the anointing of the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they received the anointing and with that strength they went out and preaching the word of God. And they were preaching the same crowd who crucified Jesus Christ. And they were finding out you are the one who crucified Jesus Christ. And we are the witnesses for his resurrection. And now Bible says in Acts 2 to the 37. When they heard this they were cut to the heart and said Peter and the rest of the apostles men 
and brethren what shall we do what shall we do to be saved what shall we do to be saved yes we did the mistake of crucifying your Lord Jesus Christ now tell me what should I do tell me how do we come out of it what is the remission how do I get rid of it the innocent blood is on my head how, how do I come out of it they started asking them the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed the entire life of the disciples it is so significant for you and for me today secondly if the resurrect Jesus resurrection is irrefutable and undisputable and unquestionable our resurrection is inevitable or unavoidable let me repeat that again if the resurrection of Jesus Christ is irrefutable and undisputable and unquestionable our resurrection is inevitable or unavoidable as I said the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ it's not just for the you know the for the temporal or the, the life on this earth it is for us to you know take us into glory to live with the Lord forever and ever Bible talks about our resurrection since Jesus is risen from the dead it is a hope for you and for me that I will also rise from the dead once again you know according to Paul in the first Corinthians in chapter 15 in the same chapter if we continue to read initially Paul was talking about the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ now he continues to talk about the resurrection of you and me isn't it amazing Jesus is risen from the dead and you and I are going to rise from the dead one day let's read those scriptures first Corinthians 15 23 but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of all those who have fallen asleep for since by man came death by man also came the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die even so in Christ all shall be made alive but each one in his own order Christ the first fruits afterward those who are Christ at his coming it looks like that Jesus rose from the dead now he also opened up a way for you and for me to rise from the dead you know this fact is so essential today if the resurrection of Jesus Christ is true so much so the resurrection of the believer or the church the only hope with which you know our forefathers died close their eyes is that thinking that they are going to have a bodily resurrection in the, during the coming of the Lord the only faith which with, with which today the church or the today the believers are living and they are able to face their death with boldness because they know for sure that one day they are going to rise from the dead you know scripture promises that resurrection it says as we read in the verse 22 for since by man came death by man also came the resurrection of the dead scripture promises now we all know that the death came because of the sin of Adam Adam sinned and the sin came into our life the penalty is death because Bible clearly says the wages of sin is death 
and we are all dying we are all perishing you know when we born and when we are growing up we are so energetic and so enthusiastic and as we you know reach 30 40 45 then you know we find that you know our body decays whether you like it or not it goes you know initially we are, we are able to do a lot of things with strength and we are able to jump around here and there and you know we are able to you know, carry any kind of heavy load and all those things and now you cannot now I need to take dance health now to carry anything heavy right so you know slowly we find our body decays and I can't even think how people manage in 80 90 95 it's so tough it's so difficult it is very very difficult it becomes difficult because our body decays you know we go towards the death it all because of the first man but there is a promise for you and for me by man also came the resurrection of the dead by Jesus Christ also came the resurrection of the dead 23 but each one in his own order Christ the first fruits and afterwards those who are Christ at his coming so looks like there is an order in which the resurrection takes place Christ rose from the dead so he is the first fruit and then the church the believer we are going to rise from the dead and how the resurrection of the saints is going to happen you know as I was spending some time yesterday and today morning on the scriptures you know I was just getting kind of you know drawn into the scriptures so I thought I will just take you a little bit through that experience let's read uh, 1st Corinthians 15 let's uh, go to verse 35 and 44 we are going to see how the resurrection of the saints is going to happen 35 to 44 but someone will say how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come foolish one what you sow is not made alive unless it dies and what you sow you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain perhaps wheat or some other grain but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body all flesh is not the same flesh but there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of animals another flesh of fish and another of birds there all there are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another there is one glory of the sun another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star differs from another star in glory what an amazing truth it is you know scientifically you know I, I learned a little bit astronomy I know when you how the way you can identify the star is by its magnitude each star has its own magnitude Bible talks about that but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another for one star differs from another star in its magnitude or in its glory verse 42 so also is the resurrection of the dead the body is sown in corruption it is raised in incorruption it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body Bible clearly talks about how the resurrection takes place as we read here 
you know here we are seeing some of the amazing truths about the resurrection of the church or the believer you know many scholars and bible teachers they stumble in these scriptures the bodily resurrection of the church many preachers you know either they avoid preaching about this or uh, or even they misinterpret sometime and in effect the church is totally blindfolded about this amazing fact the truth of the resurrection of the body of Christ in verse 37 as we read and what you sow you do not sow the body that shall be but mere grain perhaps wheat or some other grain the farmer he plows the land and he sow the seed all that he sees is the seed in his hand he doesn't have the plant in his hand all that he has is the seed in his hand and you know what will happen to the seed as he sow the seed into the ground the seed is going to disintegrate the shell is going to come apart the flesh is going to some go one side the seed is going to disintegrate and the seed is going to decay day by day but a new plant shoots its tender slowly and if you dig into the ground and try to find the seed where it is probably you may see the disintegrated pieces here and there exactly the same thing is going to happen to you and to me to the body of Christ to the church verse 38 says but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body you know the seed all the seed they look alike by looking at the seed you know those who know about gardening a little bit I don't know much so you know if you take the seed by looking at the seed sometimes you may not be able to tell the color of the flower right am I right okay so you know by looking at the seed all the seeds look alike you know they, that's the reason they package it in such a way that then they put the color of the flower a picture of the flower or they write, write there what color of the flower it is it's the same breed same kind of plant everything but the color differs by looking at the color we will not be able to tell but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body it is given by God today some are short some are tall you know some are looking white and black and you know different colors God gives its its own body let's move on to verse 39 all flesh is not the same flesh but there is one kind of flesh of you know men and another kind of flesh for the animal another for the fish and another for the bird there is also celestial bodies and there is also terrestrial bodies you know different kinds of bodies the kind of body and the kind of glory it differs from one to another you know when we rise from the dead in the heaven you know there are some amazing truths in the heaven we will not look alike in the heaven when we rise up and go to heaven we will not look alike we will still carry some of the godly characters what we carry today even when we go to heaven in our glorified body God will give us the glory according to what we do on this earth obviously not our you know our 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 negative characters and our you know the, the evil characters certainly cannot enter into heaven but I'm sure God will consider and we will carry some of our godly natures some of our godly characters as we go to heaven 
you know some of the people you know we don't we don't really you know give much importance to it but still some of some people they write their experience they share their experience of their visitation to heaven and they have seen people in heaven and they come and say that i have seen paul and you know he's a short man i have seen you know uh, peter and we see that uh, the, the sufferings marks on his body right you know there is so much of experience you know i'm not saying that you know we need to believe that you need to you know go with that but no but yes people they have true experience of visiting heaven right but when we go to heaven we will see the difference in our characters we will be able to certain extent identify who we are in heaven because god is going to give different different glory to different body in verse 42 so also is the resurrection of the dead the body is sown in corruption and it is raised in corruption you know as i said our body once it is buried it is going to decay and it is going to disintegrate it is going to die but the body when we raise again from the dead we are given an eternal body we are given an eternal body we are raised in incorruption the glorified body which jesus will give us it is going to live for ever and ever verse 43 it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power you know our natural body when we die all that honor that people can do to us is take us as a procession marching towards the graveyard and you know they take our body and they bury the body there throw mud on the body or flower or whatever they want to throw on us and they do that and they forget us and they forget and then they come back home and they start celebrating because they have to leave they will call the mother and the dad and you know all the children and tell them he came and he gave a good life to you now he has gone but now you need to leave you have your children to take care you have your you know the parent who is left out you need to take care of them or you have grandparents or somebody else to take care come on let's forget about this let's find out what else now we can do all the honor the man can do it's it will all go in a moment we are buried but when it is raised in glory and god is going to give honor the honor you know what we lose on this earth it's going to continue and we are going to be honored by god that's what paul writes here it is sown in this honor but it is raised in glory and also he says if we die in weakness we will raise with power today if you are dying with diabetes we will not have diabetes when we go there you know today if you are dying with sickness or with blind eyes and we will be able to see the glory of god when we go there what an amazing truth it is we are going to see everything complete probably i believe if someone who is not having one leg he is not able to walk here on this earth he is going to walk in the presence of god what an amazing truth it is because god is going to give us the glory verse 44 it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body you know our natural body will die and we will be given a spiritual body the earthly body which came out of the will of our parents but the heavenly body is going to be according to the will or the desire of our father in heaven you know our natural body carries all the you know genealogical traits 
in terms of the chromosome or DNA or genes or etc it's going to carry those things from you know our parents and you know to the children but of the resurrection body will have that of God the resurrection body will have the body which is resurrected from the dead is going to have all the characteristics all you know qualities of God verse 47 the first man was the was of the earth made of dust the second man is the Lord from heaven you know we are made of dust if you look and you know look into or if you analyze the composition of our body you know the scientists they say that it is nothing different from the mud because that's where it came from you know that is the reason when you throw the body into the mud into the ground few days later you will not see anything there it disintegrates and it get kind of you know it get, gets uh, assimilated into you know by the earth and you know we will not even see because it's just of the same composition Bible says the verse we read 49 40 let's let's read those scriptures 47 the first man was of the earth made of dust the second man is of the Lord from heaven 48 as was the man of dust so also are those who are made of dust and as in is the heavenly man so also are those who are heavenly and as we have borne the image of the man of dust we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man you know we have the image the composition of the dust but when we go to heaven we are going to have the image of God the image of heavenly you know I used to wonder what kind of body we are going to have you know Bible clearly says flesh and blood is not going to inherit the kingdom of God in verse 50 if we can read now this I say brethren that the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does corruption inherit incorruption so obviously we are not going to go to heaven with the same body there is no flesh and there is no blood but you know what kind of composition it will be all that Bible say it is heavenly it is heavenly it is not natural it but it is spiritual so God is going to give us a spiritual body a glorified body as we walk into heaven it is the fact it is the truth you know as a child of God God wants us to believe this and move forward we will not worry about any of the sicknesses we carry in our body today you know some some people they you know even though they are godly till the end of their life they carry that sickness in their body we don't know for what reason God heals some people you know some people are not getting healed they end up in you know continuing their life in there you know till the end with that sickness in their body you know but they when they close their eyes they have a belief that one day I'm going to open my eyes in the presence of the Lord I will be given a body that is complete that is perfect there is no disease in it there is no defect in it it is the perfect body and with that body I'm going to live for eternal tell me now whether God really cares about the 40, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years we live on this earth or hundreds and thousands and billions of years which we are going to live eternally for heaven obviously God is much more worried about the life what we are going to live in eternal than what we are it doesn't mean that God is not caring for us God is taking care of us but he is preparing us towards the eternity and finally when the resurrection is going to happen we saw two things today 
we saw first of all the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is an irrefutable undisputable and unquestionable fact and if Jesus is risen from the dead our resurrection is inevitable or unavoidable we saw how that is going to happen finally we see when the resurrection is going to happen verse 51 behold I tell you a mystery we shall not asleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will rise incorruptible and we shall be changed when it is going to happen at the coming of the Lord when we hear the trumpet voice we are going to rise the dead is going to rise every dead is going to come out of the grave that's what is called the bodily resurrection the same way Jesus rose from the dead every believer those who trust in the Lord those who are able to hear the voice of God they are going to rise at the trumpet sound that's what we call it as a rapture the secret coming of the Lord before the, the outward second coming of the Lord the secret coming of the Lord takes place because God doesn't take the church through the tribulation period God wants to rapture his people and he's going to come back to collect his word and when he will hear the trumpet voice the dead is going to rise from the dead that is the time we are going to be given an incorruptible body and Bible says so let us be you know encouraged let's go back go to the end of this chapter verse 58 therefore my beloved brethren do few things what we need to do be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord you know these are the scriptures they can comfort anyone who is going through a tough situation in their lives you know do you know when do we read the scriptures especially at the funeral time we read the scriptures and tell that you know when Paul writes with these words you comfort one another because one day you are going to see your dear ones face to face in heaven with these you know words you comfort one another and Paul is telling here you need to be very careful in order to take part in the glory what you need to do you need to do few things be steadfast means be strong in your faith don't be you know don't just move here and there be strong in your faith whatever comes whatever happens trust in the Lord you know no one can replace your relationship with the Lord don't worry about men men will change every time people they will talk something good and they are going to change don't be, don't don't put your trust on anybody don't put your trust on any preachers don't put your trust on any pastors they are all just men like you and me but God is telling you trust in me then you will become so strong you know our faith need to be in the Lord you know following some of the preachers you know I had the trouble I have gone through it some of the preachers you know we all follow him we all listen to them when they are really good but you know they are also human men like you and me and then when they fall I'm in trouble I'm not able to digest that I'm not able to take that fact but God is telling us follow me he is the only one example you know we can follow he you know here he says Paul writes be strong be steadfast immovable deeply rooted deeply rooted in the word of God nothing else every experience of men cannot substitute the word of God because this is the ultimate truth 
This is the ultimate truth. Whatever man experience, it may be a personal experience. You know, today the problem in the churches is some of the personal experience we are trying to institutionalize and tell everyone to follow it. God would have blessed somebody because they gave $5,000 to the ministry, for example. God would have blessed them. God would have multifoldly, God would have blessed them. That doesn't mean that today if we give $100 or $1,000 to a ministry, I will also get that multiplication. No, it is not biblical. It is one person's experience. But God does bless us. If we give with the real heart, God blesses. That is a fact. That is true. But at the same time, we would not try to you know go on somebody's experience. Let's go by the word of God. Once you are strongly rooted in the word of God, we will become immovable. We will not be shaken. And we will not be carried away by the lies and tricks of the enemy. Second thing. Thirdly, abound in the work of the Lord. It says clearly, that's what it told me, I'm telling you that. When, it, when I read that, abound in the work of the Lord. Never take the step backward. Never take a step backward. Once you put a step forward, never take the step backward from the, in the, you know, the matter, of, matter concerning the Lord. In Luke 9.62 Bible says, Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You know, once we started doing something for God, whatever comes on our way, let us make sure we continue to do that. You know, if we don't have that kind of spirit, that kind of courage in us, we will fall. We will fall. Once we start doing it, no matter what it happens, you know, keep doing it. You know, it is easy to preach, but I know it is difficult to follow. When it comes to the matter of following it, it is difficult. You need to take that pain, that extra time, extra step in order to do at least what you, you know, started doing. Then only you can think of improving it or doing more for the Lord. But today morning, Lord is telling you, this is what we need to do finally knowing that your labor is in not vain is it an encouragement today knowing that your labor is not in vain do not expect a reward on this earth nobody can reward us nobody can reward us let's not expect any reward on this earth no man may recognize us you know man's eyes are very narrow they can just see one thing at a time but God is not like he is omnipresent God he can see everyone he knows your intent of our heart right so he knows all our effort that we take for the kingdom of God so let us not be man pleasers let us please only God so today this morning as we meditate upon the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ there are two facts they stand outside out the first one is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the second one the bodily resurrection of the church if the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is true today the resurrection of the church is true so let us continue to hold on to those facts and let us steadfast let us be immovable let us abound in the work of the Lord and know that our labor is not going to be in vain amen